Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. Our hearts must have the courage for the changing of the guard. Because it's happened. The guard is no longer changing. It has changed. As Pat Mahomes beat the hell out of Tom Brady in week four, Josh Allen beats the hell out of Aaron Rodgers tonight on Sunday Night Football in week eight. And honestly, if there's a one-sentence summary to the first half of 2022 NFL football, this is it. It's finally happened. We have turned the corner to a new era. And we also have a New Year's Day Justin Herbert versus Matt Stafford, which maybe could complete the trilogy. See Herbert, you know, smack around Stafford a little bit. I don't think it's as big a deal as, as these two. Mahomes beats Brady. Allen beats Rodgers. It's right there on our Sunday night football uh viewing devices what am i trying to say it's right there in front of us wake up sheeple the guard has changed <laughs> um aaron Rodgers had had come in with a scorching hot primetime uh, thing that i did i did not know but this was kind of a big in the lead up he had he had won his last 13 primetime games with 36 touchdowns and two interceptions i mean <laughs> unbelievable um but today, you know, he did not look good. Uh, you know, the Packers receiver core is getting a huge dose of the blame. I've ca- I've cautioned against that, uh, especially earlier when Randall Cobb was, to my eyes, looking fresh. Alan Lazard, I think, is somewhat underrated. And Sammy Watkins, before his inevitable injury, was looking good. But at this point, I mean, it is realistic to say Rodgers' receivers are letting him down. Um, but there was at least some hope tonight Romeo Dobbs had a crazy catch that you know maybe he made look harder than it had to be but he did (laughs) Chris Collinsworth could not believe how many times he flipped over his right shoulder left shoulder right shoulder and caught the ball how hard that is to do Uh, and then there was a in the mid fourth a vintage Aaron Rodgers looking touchdown to Amandre Torre um which was the bulk of Aaron Rodgers' yards for the game. He had like 78 yards going into that drive, and then that drive was like 83 yards, mostly through the air. But that was a really good play where Toure, you know, ran the ran the post, went up, and then the play was still going, so he started to just go back the other way, <laughs> the opposite post, and Rodgers led him there. You know, it was kind of a simultaneous decision to go back the other way while Rodgers also threw it. That's what Rodgers wants. That's what he's done so well for his whole career, working out of structure and just getting those backbreakers with his, his flick of the wrist style. Um, that arm was still there for that play. Um, the So Rodgers struggled, but the Packers running game was doing fine. I feel like if they were playing anyone but the Bills today, we might be talking about Aaron Jones and and how good the Packers run game looked. Um, I mean, that might be a little disingenuous. The Bills, you know, are, are famous for like, yeah, go ahead and run because you're going to lose. You know, <laughs> it's like you can run the ball. Well, you're not going to win the football game. Rex Ryan might be in shambles, shambles about that, but it's true. 
Like, I remember in the first quarter here, Aaron Jones had this drive. He's looking fantastic. There's a big, long drive. They're down 14-0. They finally punched that one in for a touchdown. It was like a seven, eight-minute drive. But it was like bittersweet because the pack, they, Packers needed all that to get a touchdown. And you're just thinking, I mean, you could do that all night and not come back in time. <laughs> it's just not going to get you there. Uh, man, I really like the way the Bills are built right now. Collinsworth called this out. Uh, something that I, I had been thinking the, the, the Peyton Manning Colts, you know, back with Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis. That's what we have here. We have this perfect fit of this Josh Allen offense, which is elite, which is one of the, one of the feats of the NFL right now. It is so fun to watch this bills offense paired with a defense that can really rush the passer. And it's not just Von Miller. Von Miller's not even playing the whole game. He's rotating in Ed Oliver. You know, there's there's a bunch of them. Rousseau. I got I got to get them all. But this this pass rush rotation is why the Bills are the Super Bowl favorites. You know, paired with Josh Allen, um, it's going to be a huge story as we get into it. It it reminds me of the 2017 Eagles uh, or the 2013 Seahawks when they just basically have two starting defensive lines that can rotate in and keep each other fresh. It's so formidable and it's so dangerous and it's such a recipe for success. Um, a lot of us had the bills minus 11 and a half. We are in tatters. It looked like we had it, man. Josh Allen hits James cook for a 41 yarder into the red zone. They're already up 27, 10. You're thinking, okay, let's just get this touchdown in, you know, go up 24. And there's like six minutes left in the game. Then Allen throws that weird interception where Jair Alexander gets down low and gets it. Then Rogers has the two rate TD and the, and the Packers only lose by 10. So that really put a damper on the night for a lot of us um, and put me at two and two. Uh, for the week uh, on my pick. So, but you know, that's a selfish way to think of it. There's, there might be people out there who had picked the Packers to cover and they're celebrating. So let's celebrate you today. You did it right. All right. Good day of football. Let's get into the rest of the show. Michael T.O. Football Show. This show is football, everything NFL history, legacy, the ups and downs of a season. Follow us at M-U-K underscore football at M-U-K underscore football on Twitter or YouTube. Subscribe, share, review on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get podcasts. We have shows Sunday on Sunday Night Football, Monday after Monday Night Football, and Thursday after Thursday Night Football. So what do we do on Sundays? Just some awards, some superlative awards, ping-ponging around. It's been a crazy day, and today I'm going to try to bend it into some Halloween awards. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow after Monday Night Football to go a little bit more in-depth with some winners and losers. So without further ado, let's get into some spooky awards, the Sunday best. The Classic Horror Film Twist Award goes to the New York Jets. I feel so bad for the Jets fans. Uh, it's just the unlucky 13th loss in a row to the Patriots. This is the fifth in a row they've lost without Tom Brady. The Tom Brady thing was 18 years. It was supposed to be the light at the end of the tunnel. It was supposed to be the ending point. And yet it continues. <laughs> Poor Jets fans. Five in a row lost to the Patriots without Brady. 13 in total. And the Jets, you know, stadium, they were they were rocking. This was a home game for the Jets. They're five and two. 
The Patriots are in last place in the AFC East. They're coming off a rough Monday night loss. The Jets fans, they were ready to party, cautiously optimistic, I would describe them as. And there was a moment where we got a glimpse of the party. And it just broke my heart (laughs) because so it was before the end of the half. Uh, Zach Wilson had just thrown a horrible interception and the Patriots are driving Mac Jones. I think it's uh, 10 to three at this point. So Mac Jones is trying to punch this one into the end zone to tie it up before the half. And Mac Jones throws a horrible ball to the sideline. And it is picked by the second year safety, Michael Carter for the jets, not to be confused with their second year running back, Michael Carter. Uh, And Carter, he just he's got a beeline down the sideline. He's just barreling down the sideline for an 85-yard, you know, house call, a pick six. And the thing that was crazy about it was, like I said, that glimpse of that party, how long it took the TV prod- broadcast to tell us that put up the yellow flag icon that this wasn't real. So it, and I I watched it and I did the math on this. It was eight seconds, maybe eight and a half from when Michael Carter intercepts it to when he's running down the sideline and the Jets fans are in pure exuberance. We're going to go up 17-3 right before the half with this statement. It was 70 yards Michael Carter ran without any indication of a flag. And then in that ninth second, you see the yellow on the bottom of the screen, the low piano notes rumble and those horn. You know, the the strings, and it's just, oh, man. And it was a rough in the passer. I don't think it was a terrible call. The guy left his feet. It wasn't a hard hit, but he left his feet and led with his helmet, and it was late. You know, so it, it was uh, it was the right call, but it was just that, that you had it. You could taste it, Jets fans. And I don't know if 17-3 even was enough to win because Zach Wilson was horrific today. I thought this might be the end. Uh, it may it may be the end for Zach Wilson, to be honest. He may be a lame duck now, but I think we're we're done with that. Mac Jones was terrible too, though. So we'll talk more Patriots tomorrow. We got to talk about Bill Belichick passing George Papa Bear Hallis and and what it will take to get to the uh, Don Shula mark for all time head coaching wins. All right, next award: the Alfred Hitchcock Award. Sorry, the Alfred Hitchcock presents the Birds Award <laughs> goes to the Philadelphia Eagles, who hosted their uh, stateside uh, brethren, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Birds, who the Eagles swarmed. Kenny Pickett, they pecked out Pickett's eyes, and they tried. The Steelers are trying to board up the house, but wave after wave of birds are coming. Jalen Hurts looks fantastic as the lead bird. I can't remember the movie that well. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, the Eagles could have won this game by way more. They actually left some some meat on the bone there, as as all of them in their press conferences basically said. Um, You know, I suppose actually this award could, could go to a couple of bird teams because the the Falcons, you know, they had a, a vicious fight. So the Panthers, you know, they were being attacked by birds. Falcons, that was more of a phone booth. So that was more of the phone booth scene because that game was insane. That was crazy. All the lead changes and stuff in the fourth quarter and overtime and DJ Moore up. That game was crazy uh, and super fun. And then the Giants were also swarmed by birds. Seahawks, to be exact. 
which I God, you know, there are like seagulls in that Alfred Hitchcock movie. Aren't they like seagulls killing people? I can't sort out the movie from all the parodies <laughs> at this point, but I think there are anyway, the Eagles, they were an impressive unit today and Philadelphia is loving life because the Eagles go to seven and oh game three of the world series starts tomorrow tied one, one with the Astros. And an interesting little thing is if, if the Astros and Phillies go to a game six and make it to Thursday, then they will be playing at the same time that the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles play the Houston Texans in football. So they, the Houston Astros and the Houston Texans will be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Phillies. Three of those teams are great. One is bad. I'll let you decide. All right, next award. The Three-Headed Monster Award. This one was sent in by my brother, who also had a couple other awards. Uh, the, the Butterfinger Award for Richie James muffing the punts in the Giants game. Really, that was the key to the Seahawks victory. Uh, and then the Payday Award uh, for Tony Pollard. Free Pollard got a big boost today. But the Three-Headed Monster Award, that is for the three touchdown games that we saw today. And there's a couple of nominees for this award. So I'm going to list them off here because this was a big day. We had five players score three touchdowns and they all did it on red zone today. So we had 10 games on red zone and we have five different players score, you know, pulling the hat trick, the three touchdown game. Um, and before this, the whole rest of the 2022 season, 110 games before the before the games today, there were only seven players who did the hat trick, who did the three touchdowns. So we really got like a like a burst, a wealth uh, of uh, of hat tricks here. So the first nominee is Alvin Kamara, who looked like himself catching the ball in space. They were shutting out the Raiders. Kamara's bouncing off people, you know, putting the ball over the goal line. Really fun. Actually, his first three touchdowns uh, of the year all come in this game. So Kamara, really nice to see that that little uh, uh, burst right there. Next nominee is Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. Of course, got the payday award. I'm sure we'll be back to feeding Zeke for, you know, on Jerry Jones's orders later. But Pollard had some of the best runs and plays today. And it wasn't just speed, you know, gimmicky stuff he was running between the tackles he was breaking tackles he just looked fantastic and I know I was just joking about Zeke you know being like the worst guy and I do think he is having those two running backs though is super valuable especially with this defense the Cowboys they got something they got something here uh next nominee is Eagles wide receiver AJ Brown who could have had an even better day uh, so he got his first touchdown early, the second and third touchdowns, which by the way, were like the exact same touchdown. It was a 27 yard touchdown, a 29 yard touchdown, both double coverage over the shoulder, same part of the field, same type of catch, same safety angle. Like the, the he burned the corner the same way with the safety coming. It's so weird, but this could have been a way bigger day for AJ Brown watching the Eagles play their, their, their stateside brethren, uh, the Steelers. AJ Brown dropped a 50 yard touchdown and then he also got caught from behind on another big, it was like a 43 yard play. It could have been like a 65 yard plus touchdown and Minka Fitzpatrick just got him by the shoestring. So 
AJ Brown almost had one of those like Calvin Johnson, like 300 yard games, uh, which would have been stunning, of course. Uh, And then Panthers running back Deonta Foreman. This is such a great story because of his Achilles injury in, in 2017 and just getting cut by four different teams. It's been so long and nobody's ever really come back from the Achilles injury. This is a big deal, though. He's got a lot of burst. We may have we may have done it. Um, and Panthers fans got to be smiling about this because Foreman, he's not some Rudy. You know, he was a superstar in college and he was doing good in the NFL until he ruptured his his uh, Achilles. There, there was a lot of hope for him. So I don't know. This could be cool. Um, but don't cry for Christian McCaffrey because he's the other nominee. He's over in San Francisco, also scoring three touchdowns, and he does it with the more flair. And then my brother awarded it to him, and I'm going to award it to him as well, the three-headed monster award, because McCaffrey pulled the old throw one, catch one, run one, um, which hasn't been done since 2005 when uh, LaDainian Tomlinson did it for the San Diego Chargers. And, of course, in classic Tomlinson fashion, he did it twice that year. <laughs> and then Walter Payton did it in 79. So that's the big headline for today, too, is that McCaffrey threw that one. It was like a 34-yarder to Ayuk. Great throw. He was wide open, uh, but it was still a great throw. Jimmy G sends that one in the seats out of panic. But McCaffrey joins the esteemed group of Walter Payton, LaDainian Tomlinson, and wide receiver David Patton in 2001, go figure, as the only players since the merger to, which was 1970, to throw a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and run a touchdown. So cool. Uh, and, and in his first real game with the 49ers, he's been on the 49ers for 10 days. Pretty cool. And looking up a lot of stuff about, I had a bunch more about Walter Payton and LaDainian Tomlinson. It is interesting to me that neither of them did it in their MVP year. It's so close, but it wasn't. So Walter Payton did the hat trick in 79. He won the MVP in 77 and then Tomlinson did the hat trick twice in 2005, but that's not the year he won MVP. He won the MVP in 2006. So just an interesting footnote. All right. Last award. A perfect sound for the Houston Texans because they are receiving the victims of a chainsaw massacre. Derek Henry has been given a chainsaw and gone through a bloody murderous rampage through the Houston Texans defense yet again. His fourth game in a row with more than 200 yards and more than two touchdowns. <laughs> to be kidding me. So the, he, the Texans avoided him. They avoid, they were just got to rest a little bit last year. They didn't have to play him last year, but in 2020, Henry had a game of 212 yards and two touchdowns, and then a game of 250 yards and two touchdowns. And then the game before that, in 2019 at 211 yards and three touchdowns. So anyway, long story short, in Derrick Henry's last four games against the Texans, he has 892 yards and nine touchdowns in four games. He may as well have a chainsaw. Uh, and then a historical footnote is that he passed Eddie George and Earl Campbell for franchise leader in touchdowns. Of course, Earl Campbell, great 70s and 80s running back for the Oilers. Eddie George, you know, the big back in the Steve McNair era, late 90s, early 2000s. But it's like salt in the wound for Houston because Earl Campbell played in Houston. (laughs) He was a Houston oiler. 
and you're seeing it as Henry does this to your team, the Houston Texans. You're seeing Henry being compared with Earl Campbell, who is your guy. He's passing Earl Campbell's records. And Eddie George even scored his first couple touchdowns, first like 14 touchdowns as a Houston Oiler. Um, it's just crazy. So we will be back tomorrow for Monday Night Football, winners and losers of week eight, and some happy Halloween. Thank <laughs> you.